Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Thursday, June 1st, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Zuck tried to front-run the Apple headset announcement this morning. Amazon paid some fines. Apple is testing two new high-end Macs. Microsoft actually seems to be struggling when it comes to game development. And what happens to your crypto project if you can't get in touch with the one person in the project who has control of the keys? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. So it seems like old Zuck thought it was important to be sort of like those posters on message boards that only want to be first, right? First in the comments. After a countdown on his Instagram account overnight, Zuckerberg posted a tease of the $499 Quest 3 XR headset, the one Mark Grumman got the hands-on with recently. More details about the headset are coming September 27th at a special event. This was just a tease, but the point is... Zuck got the headlines before Apple's own special event next week. Quoting the entirety of the Instagram post. Introducing MetaQuest 3, the first mainstream headset with high-res color-mixed reality. 40% thinner and more comfortable, better displays and resolution. Next-gen Qualcomm chipset with 2x the graphics performance. Our most powerful headset yet, coming this fall. Starting at $499, Quest 3 will be the best way to experience mixed and virtual reality in a standalone device. It'll be compatible with Quest 2's entire library, with more titles coming. More details at our Connect conference on September 27th, end quote. Amazon agreed to pay $25 million to settle FTC and DOJ charges over the company keeping Alexa voice recordings and geolocation data collected from children over the years. They also agreed to pay $5.8 million to settle FTC allegations that the Ring home security system gave employees and third-party contractors full access to every customer video until 2017, quoting the New York Times. In a legal complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington, regulators said the tech giant had kept young people's Alexa voice recordings indefinitely and used the data for business purposes like training its algorithm to understand children, violating the Federal Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. That law, known as COPA, requires online services aimed at people younger than 13 to obtain parental consent before collecting a child's personal details and to allow parents to have their children's data deleted. But even after parents sought to delete their children's voice recordings, Amazon failed to delete transcripts of the children's conversations with Alexa from all its databases, regulators said, end quote. And quoting from Bloomberg. In a statement, Amazon said it disagreed with the FTC's claims and denies violating the law in either case. Quote, Ring promptly addressed these issues on its own years ago, well before the FTC began its inquiry, the company said. On Alexa, the company consulted with the FTC to ensure its program complied with children's privacy laws, but agreed to a change that will delete kids' profiles if they have been inactive for 18 months. The settlements mark the FTC's first actions against Amazon since Cherilina Khan took over the agency in 2021. Khan has long had Amazon in her sights, writing a seminal paper as a law student about how to rethink the antitrust laws in connection with the online commerce platform. The FTC, which has been investigating Amazon since 2019, is finalizing an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon over the company's control over its online marketplace. The agency opened a separate investigation into Amazon Prime in 2021, focused on whether the service violates consumer protection laws by making it difficult for customers to cancel. The FTC said in its complaint that until 2017, quote, Ring gave every employee 
as well as hundreds of Ukraine-based third-party contractors, full access to every customer video regardless of whether the employee or contractor actually needed that access to perform his or her job function, end quote. Mark Gurman sources are saying that Apple is currently testing two new high-end Macs, one with an M2 Max chip and the other with an unannounced M2 Ultra, offering 60 graphics cores and up to 192 gigabytes of RAM, quoting Bloomberg. The first desktop computer in testing is running an M2 Max processor with eight high-performance cores, components for the most demanding tasks, as well as four efficiency cores and 30 graphics cores. Those are the same specifications featured in the MacBook Pro with the M2 Max. This particular machine also includes 96 gigabytes of memory and is running macOS 13.4, the version of the Mac operating system that was just released earlier this month. The second machine in testing has what is labeled as an M2 Ultra chip, which the company hasn't yet announced. That component, which sports 24 processing cores, doubles the performance of the M2 Max model. The chip includes 16 high-performance cores and 8 efficiency cores, as well as 60 graphics cores. The company is testing it in configurations with 64 gigabytes, 128 gigabytes, and 192 gigabytes of memory. The M2 Ultra chip will also include a more powerful option with as many as 76 graphics cores doubling the 38-core maximum found in the current M2 Max chip, Bloomberg has reported. The M2 Ultra chip was initially designed for a future version of the high-end Mac Pro desktop. That machine currently still runs Intel's chips, a holdout in Apple's three-year effort to use homegrown processors in its computers. Apple has been vague about when a new Mac Pro is coming. It said more than a year ago that an updated model would arrive another day. Inside Apple, the future Mac Pro with in-house chips has been labeled Mac 14.8. That suggests that the latest desktops in testing are different machines, such as new versions of the Mac Studio, which is currently offered in M1 Max and M1 Ultra configurations. Bloomberg reported in April that two new Mac Studio updates are in the works. Apple has also been developing a 15-inch version of the MacBook Air, along with future iterations of the 13-inch MacBook Air and 15-inch model with a 3-nanometer M3 processor. And it's planning a low-end 13-inch MacBook Pro and an iMac with the next-generation chip. Next week's Developer Expo kicks off Monday with the debut of Apple's much-anticipated mixed-reality headset. The company also will unveil updates to the software that runs on the iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and Mac. The presentation will include multiple new Mac models as well, end quote. Instagram has detailed in greater detail how they rank content in feed, stories, reels, and more and also is testing more user controls, including an interested button for recommended posts. Quoting TechCrunch, The new features were announced in a new blog post published by Instagram head Adam Mosseri regarding transparency around the app's algorithms and ranking processes. In the post, Mosseri addresses shadow banning, which is a term used to imply that a user's content is being hidden without a clear explanation. Mosseri says that users' concerns about shadow banning indicate that Instagram needs to do more work when it comes to helping people understand what's going on with their account. Last December, the company expanded its account status hub to make it easier for businesses and creators to understand if their content is eligible to be recommended to non-followers in places like Explore, Reels, and feed recommendations, or if their content violates the company's recommendations guidelines. Mosseri says Instagram plans to add more transparency tools to account status in the future. The new blog post goes into detail about how content is ranked 
in different parts of the app. The app ranks your feed based on your activities, such as the posts you have liked, shared, saved, or commented on. Ranking is also impacted based on how popular a post is and how interesting the person who posted it might be to you. Stories are ranked based on how often you view an account's stories and how often you engage with that account's stories, such as sending a like or a DM. In addition, the app looks at your relationship with the account overall and how likely you are to be connected as friends or family. The Explore page is ranked based on things like how popular a post seems to be, the types of posts you have interacted with, and your interactions with the person who posted the content. Reels are ranked based on factors like the reels you have liked and saved, the popularity of the reel, and if you have interacted with the account, end quote. In 2023, just 10 vulnerabilities accounted for over half of the incidents responded to by our sponsors today, Arctic Wolf Incident Response. Wouldn't you love to know how to take these vulnerabilities off the table and make life more difficult for cybercriminals? That's just one of the essential insights you'll find inside the Arctic Wolf Labs 2024 Threats Report. Authored by their elite team of security researchers, data scientists, and security development engineers, and backed by the data gained from trillions of weekly observations within thousands of unique environments, this report offers expert analysis into attack types, root causes, top vulnerabilities, TTPs, and more. Discover the attack vectors behind nearly half of all successful cybercrimes, why ransom demands climbed 20% from 2023, and find out why 2024 will be an especially volatile year for cybersecurity. Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com forward slash tech meme. That's arcticwolf.com forward slash tech meme. How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it and it's impossible for you to forget and do it for a hundred different sites and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have one password. More than any other product I've ever told you about, I can vouch 1000% for one password. I can't live without it. One password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Any device, any time, one password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. One password's award-winning password manager is trusted by millions of users and over 100,000 businesses from IBM to Slack. It beat out 40 other options to become Wirecutter's top pick for password managers. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepassword.com slash ride. You know, one of the arguments surrounding this whole Microsoft Activision thing is buying size doesn't necessarily mean you buy success. For example, Microsoft paid $7.5 billion for the game studio ZeniMax in 2020, And what did it get them? Got them Redfall, one of the worst-reviewed games of 2023, and apparently the Xbox platform's latest misfire, quoting Bloomberg. Redfall, a multiplayer shooter set on a fictional Massachusetts island full of vampires, debuted on May 2nd and was promptly panned. Fans and critics slammed the game's bugs and shortcomings. 
on the review aggregation website Metacritic, Redfall has earned a paltry 54 out of 100, ranking it among the year's worst-reviewed games. It seems there is an issue with every element, reviewer Tariq Musa wrote. In the end, Redfall feels unpolished, underdone, underwhelming, and uncomfortable, end quote. The high-profile dud extends the pain this year for Microsoft's Xbox division, which has struggled to produce hits and watched as its planned $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard has gotten tripped up by U.S. and U.K. regulators. Joost Vandernen, a video game analyst and professor, said Redfall's failures highlight the significant gap between Microsoft's lofty aspirations and its actual products, which also calls, quote, into question Microsoft's ability to establish long-term franchises based on its own strength rather than buying them outright, end quote. But to the makers of Redfall, the mediocre reception was no big surprise. The project suffered from unclear direction, frequent attrition, and a perennial lack of staff, according to more than a dozen people who worked on the game, speaking anonymously because they were not authorized to discuss it publicly. According to people familiar with the process, Zenimax was strongly urging developers at its subsidiaries to implement microtransactions, that is, recurring opportunities within games for players to spend real money, say, outfitting their characters. Although this wasn't an absolute mandate, several Zenimax franchises, such as Fallout, Doom, and Wolfenstein, would soon release new versions incorporating online multiplayer and monetization options. Arcane was also perpetually understaffed, said people familiar with its production. The studio's Austin office employed less than 100 people, sufficient for a relatively small single-player game like Prey, but not enough to compete with multiplayer behemoths like Fortnite and Destiny, which are developed by teams of hundreds. Even additional support from ZeniMax's Wisconsin-based Roundhouse Studios and other outsourcing houses couldn't fill the gaps, they say. Morale at Arcane suffered. Veteran workers who weren't interested in developing a multiplayer game left in droves. By the end of Redfall's development, roughly 70% of the Austin staff who had worked on Prey would no longer be at the company, according to people familiar, as well as a Bloomberg analysis of LinkedIn and Prey's credits, end quote. Crypto bridging protocol Multichain has suspended its services for multiple chains after being unable to contact its CEO to get server access during ongoing tech issues. Quoting the block, In the past two days, the multi-chain protocol has experienced multiple issues due to unforeseeable circumstances, the team wrote in a message on its official Twitter account. The team has done everything possible to maintain the protocol running, but we are currently unable to contact CEO Zhao Jun and obtain the necessary server access for maintenance, end quote. As the block has previously reported, the protocol has been plagued by technology issues and dogged by rumors around the whereabouts of its team, namely that they had been arrested in China. The protocol's problems relate to its so-called routers, which enable the connections between chains. Two of the routers, Router 2 and now Router 5, are impacted, affecting the connection between chains like Kava, ZKSync, and Polygon ZKEVM. The latest issue disclosed today affects a series of chains, the team said, which explained that, quote, this problem is beyond the team's current permissions and ability. In order to protect the interests of our users, we have decided to suspend the corresponding cross-chain service for the affected chain on the UI. Last week, the same issue happened on Router 2, the team wrote. As The Block's Tim Copeland wrote this week, an admin in Multichain's Chinese Telegram channel had said that users needed to wait for Zhao Jun to come back, end quote. Huh. Jason Lau asked on Twitter, what happened to being permissionless and decentralized? And quoting Parker Thompson on Twitter, to be fair, this is a problem for any company with immature access control for their servers. These companies are just amateur hour. Though every crypto self-custody extremist who dies unexpectedly is gonna orphan their stash too. 
Not your kid's keys, not your kid's coin, end quote. According to a study by Evident, at some banks right now, about 40% of all open job roles appear to be AI-related. JP Morgan, for example, advertised 3,651 AI-related roles between February 2023 and April, quoting Bloomberg. Deutsche Bank is deploying so-called deep learning to analyze whether international private banking clients are too heavily invested in a particular asset and match individual customers with suitable funds, bonds, or shares. Subject to regulatory compliance, human advisors then pass on AI-generated recommendations. I'm a big fan of combining artificial intelligence with human intelligence, said Kristen Ann Bremke, global lead on data solutions at Deutsche's International Private Bank. JP Morgan has similar plans. It filed a patent application in May for a chat GPT-like service to help investors select particular equities, according to a person familiar with the matter, who isn't authorized to speak publicly. The project is in its early stages. Morgan Stanley says it's allowing businesses from around the firm to run tests, quote, from the bottom up using open source large language models, large AI networks trained using massive amounts of text from all over the internet. In April, the bank said it had patented a model using AI and deep learning to interpret whether communications from the Federal Reserve are hawkish or dovish. The goal is to detect the direction of monetary policy. Every business, trading desk, and investment group tries to understand it deeply. Yuri Nevemka, head of the bank's machine learning research group, said in an interview, it's in a safe and contained environment, and it's all within our walls, end quote. Finally today, ahead of WWDC next week, Apple is touting an analysis group study saying its App Store ecosystem generated $1.1 trillion last year, up 29% year over year. Apparently, $910 billion of that came from the sale of physical goods and services. Quoting TechCrunch, this $1.1 trillion breaks down as $910 billion in total billings and sales from the sale of physical goods and services, $109 billion from in-app advertising, and $104 billion for digital goods and services. The figures are a sizable increase from 2019 data when Apple said the App Store had facilitated $519 billion in commerce, with then just $61 billion coming from digital goods and services. Apple also said iOS app developers have earned more than $320 billion on the App Store from 2008 to 2022, a jump from the $260 billion reported in 2021. While the broad totals by category are the main draw in today's report, Apple shared other figures related to the App Store's growth as well. This included a slight uptick in the growth of developer billings and sales between 2021 and 2022 at 29%, when the prior two years saw 27% growth. Small developers' earnings growth, in particular, grew 71% between 2020 and 2022, outpacing large app developers, Apple noted. However, that figure is much more of a vanity metric, as smaller developers are often pulling in smaller revenues, which are much easier to double or triple compared with larger developers' revenues. The company further broke down billings and sales by geography, noting U.S. developers' billings and sales increased by more than 80% since 2019, while in Europe, that figure was 116%, end quote. Nothing for you today. Talk to you tomorrow.